0: You're listening to Stand Out, Get Noticed, Episode 202. Hi there, rock star. Welcome to Stand Out, Get Noticed. I'm Christina Cantor's speaker, coach, and founder of The C Method, where I help high performing professionals and business leaders build powerful communication skills. You can learn more at thecmethod.com. Now, I am in New Zealand. It's been super fun traveling around, doing some extreme sports. Now, I don't have my regular podcasting mic with me, so it might be sounding a little bit different to you. Now, this week I have a couple of themes. I've been getting to a theme kind of mood. Last week's episode was all about how to know your audience, and we're sticking with the audience theme. And also, Back in episode two hundred, way you know, way back two episodes ago, I took you back to my very first episode from my first podcast, "Presentation Skills for Design Students." Bit of a mouthful, I know, which I recorded back in twenty thirteen, and considering that I am on a journey right now through this beautiful country, New Zealand. I want to stick with this journey theme and take you on a journey back to episode two of that first podcast. And this is also going to give you another taste of where I was at at the beginning of my podcasting journey. You know, the reason why, well, one reason why I want to share these older episodes with you is to demonstrate to you that it takes time to build up the, you know, any skill that you're looking to do. And I want to share with you where I was when I started um, because, you know, it's been years of podcasting consistently to get to a point where I feel really comfortable behind the mic. Um, So I just want to share that with you. Now, and again, on the journey theme, this episode, so this very first uh, second episode, um, is all about how to take your audience on a journey when you speak. Now, please keep in mind that when I recorded this, it was specifically for students, but many of the ideas will still apply to you now, okay? It's still very relevant, and it's pretty cool to, to hear that, um, you know, what I was sharing back then, then is still relevant. Now, there are a couple things that I don't necessarily agree with, or there are things that I would do differently, and I'll comment on those after the, the episode wraps. But in the meantime, let's get into it. And I hope you enjoy. This is how to take your audience on a journey.
1: Oh, and welcome to episode two. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you're listening right now and you listened to episode number one, clearly episode one wasn't that bad. So I really appreciate your repeat listening. Now, today's topic is all about taking your audience on a journey. And to do this, it's like being a real kick-ass tour guide. So I'll be giving you some really simple ways that you can make this happen and make your presentation a whole lot more engaging for your audience. A few years ago, my boyfriend at the time wanted to surprise me for my birthday. He wanted to take me to a really nice restaurant. So But what he did was he he put me in the car and then he made me wear a blindfold and then drove me there. He thought it would be really fun and it was for him. I totally hated it. It was the worst thing ever because I couldn't see where I was going and I started to get motion sickness and I had no idea where we were in the journey and... I had no idea how long it was going to take. It was it was pure torture. And it didn't help that he got lost along the way and had to backtrack and U-turn and go all over the place. Uh so if if anyone's thinking of doing something similar like that for their loved one, I say don't do it. Please, please don't do it. Anyway, the point to my story is this your presentation is exactly the same. Think about your presentation or your talk as a journey where you're in the driver's seat and your audience is the passenger coming coming along for the ride. You want to make them feel relatively comfortable. This is going to help them pay attention. So today I'd like to share with you four ways that you can become a kick-ass tour guide. Number one, Know where you're going. It's very important that you know where you're going and how you're going to get there. Otherwise, your audience is just going to get lost with you and they're going to stop paying attention. This is not like Twitter. I mean, I have all these people following me on Twitter and I have no idea where I'm going, but don't don't tell them that. So with your presentation, you want to tell them what you're leading up to. What's the end result? Was there a single solution? Are there three solutions? Or is it still a work in progress? And are you going to talk about your design process or various aspects, various aspect. why can't I say that word? Various aspects of the end result. Now you can choose whether you actually show your audience the destination. For example, like the final money shot, uh, like beautiful render of your final design or you can choose to keep it until the end and do a big reveal and you can also choose to structure your presentation quite formally so at the start you could say today I will be talking about my three concepts that I explored the development of one and then the five most important aspects of my final presentation of my final design you could do that. There's a saying that goes, tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you've told them. Now, this works, but it does tend to leave a, it leaves a little to the imagination. So it does depend on the audience and your project. So think, So think about the destination and what you're leading up to. Number two, timing. How long will you take? Now, a good tour guide will tell you, over the next hour, I'm going to show you some of the most notable historical sites in Florence or wherever it is that you are. And that's good. It gives people reassurance. People know, okay, this is only going to take an hour. 30 minutes into the tour, people will know, okay, there's another 30 minutes to go. This is okay. Again, it's about making people feel comfortable. So, you could say something like, In the next 10 minutes, I'm going to show you why my urban design will be the most sustainable and innovative solution for the city of Melbourne. Bang. Easy. Or maybe you're showing a video. This is sort of, you know, giving uh, mini time indications throughout your presentation. So you could say something like, this is just a quick 60-second animation showing how the facade responds to sunlight or something like that. Now, in in most cases, if in a... a, um, in a student presentation environment, you've probably been given a time limit of 5, 10 or maybe maximum 15 minutes. Obviously, it is very important that you stick to this time limit. So even though people know that you're supposed to only speak for 10 minutes, it's still a good idea to reassure them of how long you're going to speak for. The third way that you can be a kick-ass tour guide don't leave your audience stranded. I did a backpacking trip around Europe a few years ago and and everywhere you go, there's, there's these tours of, of the cities that you can do. And I remember one in particular was in Prague in the Czech Republic. And there were lots and lots of different tours going on. And each tour guide was carrying a different colored umbrella so that you could easily follow them. And this worked quite well. Similarly... With your presentation, bring your audience along with you and check to make sure that they haven't got lost down a side street or distracted by, I don't know, a gelati cart or something. Now, does a good tour guide start talking before everyone has made it to the next stop? No. So they wait until everyone has made it and then they check that they haven't lost anyone. And when they do walk, to the next location. It's always at a pace that everyone can keep up with. So think about applying this to your presentation. This is a great reason why you shouldn't try and cram too much information into your talk. Your audience won't be able to keep up with you if you're throwing a ton of information at them. And see if you can gauge if if people are still with you. If they're looking confused, just stop, pause, say does that make sense? And just make them feel like you're there for them. So don't run away from your audience. Another way you can do this is to add signposts to your presentation. So if you're, if you're showing slides, you could put a little indicator along the bottom of your slides to show where you are in the presentation. That can, that can help. So there's, there's all different ways that you can do this. I saw a great presentation where a student had made the project was uh, various interventions along one street. I think there were maybe seven or so, and during and on the on the slides, the student had little icons along the bottom of his slide, and, and as he spoke about each intervention, each or uh, well, that particular icon would would be highlighted, so you could see exactly where he was in his presentation, and. That was just a really good way to, to gauge where he was at and you could tell when he was going to be finished, which is, it was great because if your audience knows when you'll be finished, they're much more likely to, be li- to stay listening to you than thinking about lunch or when the next toilet break is or whatever. So signpost is a really good way. So right now, you know that if you switch off this episode, you're going to miss one really good tip which I'm about to give to you now. And that is add some surprises to your journey. It's always nice to have something have something fun to share with your audience even if it's a bit irrelevant. I once gave a presentation at work where uh, the project was in a, a country town and what I did was I went on Wikipedia, Wikipedia and they have a random facts section in wikipedia and i actually discovered that in this particular town a few years ago they had discovered some two-headed dragon lizard had been hatched there i thought whatever i'm just going to throw that into the presentation so i did and you know people laughed at it they thought it was they thought it was pretty funny and you know it had absolutely nothing to do with the project but so what and that's something you, you can do as well. Add in some random facts. Just be careful not to throw in too many. Otherwise, your tutor is going to start thinking, have you done any work at all? So yes, surprises. So I hope that helps you with your next presentation. And now it's time for Christina's challenge of the week. This is related to point two of how to be a kick-ass Tour guide, which was about timing And how to give people time indications and making them feel comfortable. This is something that you can apply to your everyday life. And you don't even need to be doing a presentation to try this one out. So what I'd like you to do is to practice giving clear time indications when you're asking someone for help. Now this could be with a lecturer or a staff member or a colleague or your boss at work. So picture this. You've got some questions for your lecturer. You grab him as he's running from one class to another and you say, can I just talk to you about this week's assignment? In his head, he's thinking, how long is this going to take? I really need to send that email or I really want to get a coffee. You want to make the other person feel comfortable by setting some clear time indications and signposts, as I talked about earlier. So you could say something like, oh, have you got five minutes? I just have two quick questions on this week's assignment. Now, he's much more likely to oblige because firstly, he knows it's only going to take five minutes and secondly, he knows that after the first question, there's only one more question to go and plus, you're showing respect for his time, which is a huge plus plus. And this will also help you create clear questions in your head instead of just blabbering out a whole ton of them. So try it. Try saying, Have you got five minutes? Or if you're calling someone, you can use this as well. Say, Oh, have you got a couple of minutes to chat? Now just beware, if you if you say that it's only going to take five minutes, make sure it only takes five minutes. And make sure that you stick to the two or the, or three questions or whatever that that you had. I I once made this mistake with one of the directors at work who's always really busy. I said to him, um, "I just have three things I need to discuss with you." So we discussed those three things, and then at the end, I remembered something else, and I and I added, "Oh, um, and there was this also, there was this one other thing." And his immediate response was, "Oh, I thought you said there were three. Whoops." So don't do that. Do what you say you're going to do and they will be much more likely to give you their time next time you ask as well.
0: There you have it. How to take your audience on a journey. My second podcast that I ever recorded. Now, I must say, listening back to that now, i don't agree with throwing in too many random facts when you're presenting. <laughs> if you're in a business context, it definitely has to be relevant. It has to make sense. Otherwise, people are just going to sit there and go, Why are you even sharing that? But it is a good idea to bring in some surprise into your presentation. You know, add in some surprise and delight that's going to grab people's attention. So you might want to think about, Doing something that people aren't expecting, yeah. Instead of throwing in a random fact about um, a frilled neck lizard or whatever <laughs> it is that I talked about, and also with the challenge of the week, I still agree with this. It's so important to set clear time expectations. However, I noticed that I did use the word "just" a fair bit. For example, when you when you speak to someone saying, "I just have a couple of questions." I would not recommend using the word just. It is a word that I, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know, I'm always encouraging people to stop using that word because it does belittle what you're saying and making it sound like it's not important. So there's nothing wrong with saying, I have two questions. You know, can I ask a couple of questions? This is totally still applicable. Simply get rid of the word just. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will be back next week with a brand new episode for you once I'm back in Melbourne. And I do appreciate you spending some time with me today. Keep on being awesome. Okay. (laughs) I'm Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Notice.